think of all the moments where you're so over consumed by like how many calories is in this food or like you're at a barbecue like I can't eat that or like you know you go to a wedding and you're uh, I'm gonna pass on the cake like how many moments that you give things up that it's like that you end up binging on later because of all the restriction and just being free of that I think I mean your level of living it just you level up <laughs> like you enjoy you get to stay in the moment not feel like you're missing out all the time Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. Hey, Fix listeners, welcome to episode 30 of the show. I'm your host, Krista, and I've got a quick introduction for you guys today. It's an important one, a call to action for all you Fix listeners out there. I am honored to be introducing two fantastic women in the nutrition space, my friends Jamie and Jillian, who are co-creators of the Love Yourself Naked Project, and I am partnering up with them next week for a three-day seminar. Think webinar series, totally free to all of you listeners out there, where we are talking about exactly how we can stick to our fitness goals through the summer. It is called the three-day drink or eat your way lean blueprint. We are going to show you guys the exact method that we use to stay shredded throughout the summer without giving up alcohol or our favorite foods. If that's something that you want to be a part of, which I am very confident after listening to today's conversation, you'll be even more interested hearing amazing perspectives from these two badass women. I want you guys to get signed up for it. So like I said, it's a three-day event. We're giving you the exact blueprint for what you can do to stick to your fitness goals for this summer. The first day, we're gonna talk about all of our hacks for freeing up our time, not using all of our extra free time to feel like we have to put so much energy and so much effort into reaching our fitness and nutrition goals. The second night, which is going to be July 20th, we're gonna help you guys ditch your old bathing suits and talk about how to find the best swimwear for your body because I don't care if you're in the best shape of your life, I think we can all agree there's a little bit of anxiety around picking out that perfect swimsuit. And then on the last day, we are going to give you our top tips and tricks for managing the barbecues, the parties, the weddings, all of these situations where there's lots of food, there's opportunity for day drinking, sitting out by the pool, exactly what we do with our strategy to get through the summer with all these different social events. So if you're interested, like I said, it kicks off on July 19th. That's just a few days from now. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, the exact day that the episode drops, it's this coming Monday, July 19th, July 20th, and July 21st. We'll be hosting Zoom webinars for all three of those nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Would absolutely love to see all of your faces as a part of these conversations. So again, July 19th, 20th, 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern, there will be replays if you can't make the actual live conversations. We'll make sure to get those over to you guys as long as you register. So even if you think you might have a conflict for one of the nights, any of the nights, or you still wanna grab that info, be sure to register. The link is down in the show notes. And if it wasn't incentive enough that all this info is totally free to any participant, we are linking up with some of my favorite partners for some 
some really cool prizes. I can't give them all away just yet. You'll have to jump over to our Instagram pages, but I will tease a few of them. We've got my girl Jen over at Phineas and Bean with some awesome beachy apparel. Think hats and headbands. We've got some jewelry coming your way from my friends at Bubs and Sass. I'm talking sweatproof jewelry. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I've done a few giveaways with them before. Their stuff is so cute. And we love that we don't even have to worry about taking it off to hit our workouts. And I've also got some fitness apparel lined up with my friends at Athleta Freak, as well as some awesome wipes for your post-workout sweat. Think deodorant wipes, facial wipes from my girls over at recess so we'll be tagging all of their brands in all of our announcement posts related to this you do not want to miss out on this event it's filled with so much great information and we hope to see you guys there again any questions you've got my instagram that you can reach out to me at the krista huber and then jillian and jamie's instagram handles are both linked down in the show notes Looking forward to connecting with all of you on a deeper level and really hope you enjoyed today's episode, which will give you the inside look at Jamie's story, Jillian's story, how they partnered up for the Love Yourself Naked Project, more on body image, women's health, sexual health, all of it packaged into one, and how we've all kind of navigated this world of diet culture loving ourselves no matter where we're at in our journeys, not feeling like we constantly need to chase this lean image at all times and really appreciating the process of feeling our best, living our healthiest lives. So to kick it off, whoever wants to go first, I want to know who you are. So who's Jillian? Who's Jamie? And why should we care about what you two have to say? <laughs> who wants to go first? Take it away, Jillian. All right, Jillian, you got it, girl. You're up. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for having us on. Excited to be here. Um, so how we got started. Well, I guess I'll start with how I got started. I Perfect. was um, in my late teens. I was becoming pre-diabetic. Uh, I would literally like pass out. Um, from blood sugar irregulation. And um, I just found myself in this super unhealthy place. I realized like I'm way too young to want to live the rest of my life this way. Um, so I actually went through an organization called the National Personal Training Institute uh, to get a training certificate just to kind of self-teach and learn like what to do in the gym because I played sports growing up, but they never really taught us that. Um, as women, like on, on the female side of things through sports and high school and all that. So um, I did it to self-teach with never with the intent to get into like the health and wellness industry. Um, but then the results that I was able to create for myself, overcoming like pre-diabetes and I was over 200 pounds at the time as well. So it was also like this weight loss and like health journey. Right. So um, yeah, I found myself in that place, not wanting to live the rest of my life that way. A lot of my friends, family started to see sort of like the progress that I was able to make on my own. They started asking me for help and then it just evolved into like, okay, maybe I can actually do this as a career. Um, so I trained, I personally trained people and nutrition coach for um, well over 12 years now. And then um, there's a lot to be said about that journey. There's a big time gap there. Um, maybe we'll dive into some of that stuff as we go today, but um, let, let us to shut down, right? So pre-COVID times, I was in the gym full-time and it kind of forced me to pivot to online only at that time if I was going to continue inside of this industry. So 
Um, that time I had been working on Jamie. She was one of my nutrition coaching clients that I did have online or like in the virtual space outside of the brick and mortar. Um, and I had kind of gotten started. She was seeing me get started with trying to pursue doing everything online. So, so one day she says to me like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. But what are we going to talk about? And so we just got talking about you know, um, everything that we care to share with the world or try to like inspire, I would say specifically women, but really everybody, generally speaking, um, to like just build and grow and be aligned with yourself and self-love and self-care and all that stuff kind of comes first and like finding your tribe and all that kind of good stuff. So we just aligned in like how we wanted to help women, right? It's like, we don't want to just be a nutrition coach. We don't want to just be a fitness coach. Like we want these women to have not only like a physical transformation, but like emotional, mental, like a complete level up, right? They're like completely different women coming outside of the program than they were coming in. So um, that's kind of how we got started. And I guess that like very briefly encompasses what we're about. Um, but yeah, does that answer all of the questions? I was trying to remember. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect segue for Jamie. You know, tell us How'd you get connected with Jillian and what prompted you to go from client to now wanting to talk about this stuff that you're obviously, it's so important to you. You've seen that it works in your own life. Yeah, Jillian's amazing, first of all. Um, so I actually got started in the fitness space. I myself was overweight uh, for like all through childhood, all through my teenage years. And I felt like I was like, I never played sports. I was never that girl. I'm, I'm five, eight, five, nine. So I've always been like a, like tall, big girl. Right. So I found CrossFit in, well, I started working out in 2010 and then I found CrossFit and I discovered CrossFit shortly after that. And it was the first time where I wasn't like on a treadmill trying to lose weight on like an sure. elliptical and going through the motions and whatever. So I found this community of, of what CrossFit is. And I actually found that like, okay, being tall and having thick thighs and having all the things is very beneficial in CrossFit. Like, yeah. let me pick up some weight. Right. So yeah, I just started, um, I started doing that. And then in 2015, I, I got a job at my gym. And I started just working in the office and then I, we started incorporating women's six week challenges. And I was like, I want to be a part of this. I want, at this point I had, I had lost the weight. I had got strong. I felt empowered and I wanted women to feel the exact same way. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted women to know what it felt, what it feels like to pick up a barbell and feel strong. Cause it will change everything. Right. So I did that for, oh gosh, till what, 2020, um, doing these six week challenges every six weeks, I was like meeting new women and meeting them, you know, just basic, like women, moms trying to just feel good about themselves again, get back into it. And then in 2020, I wanted to take my fitness to the next level because I know like basic nutrition, but I ain't at no level that Jillian's at. Right. <laughs> so, um, I had been following Jillian for years on social media and I reached out to her and I was like, let me be like you. Like, this is a girl that's five, eight, five, nine. She's got like, I want your body. Can you She's show me how to do hell. that? When she yeah. posts her videos of her lifting, they pump me up for sure. Exactly. So 
yeah, I just reached out to her and it was kind of, I worked with her for about a year and then, so that like, I have the fitness side of me, but then I'm also a sex coach as well. So I teach women just how to love themselves, how to, we talk about low libido, all the things. So when we started, I started getting closer with Jillian, um, she found out that I have this like sex coaching business and I help women just with that part of their life. And I've always envisioned a program with fitness, nutrition, and sexual women's sexual health, because those are three things that are like, it encompasses the entire female. And I never knew how to do that. I never knew how to be all three. I never knew how to fill all three roles. I can't put all my eggs into sex coaching and still be a good fitness coach, you know? So when I, when we, when I found Jillian, like literally our paths and our visions were the same. And I thought this is amazing. I can do the, you know, sexual health part of this program and she's got the fitness and nutrition. So it just kind of evolved from there. I love it. She's a triple threat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you brought up so many great points about it's very hard to be this jack of all trades and go deep enough on topics that deserve their own attention and yet at the same time are really inter interconnected. Like it's impossible to separate them. Um, but you also want to be able to bring the best knowledge and the best information to people. And I think that there's a lot to be said for working in a team and collaborating and, and how much better you can become as an individual and then as a practitioner by linking yourself up with like-minded people, which is even how this conversation and this meeting came to be for this episode. So I'm super excited about all of that. And before we get into more of the details, because I have a bunch of questions just off of what both of you said, I want to talk about coffee since that is one of my favorite things to drink. And I ask all of my guests on the show what they like to sip on as a part of their morning routine. So if we want to, I don't know, Jillian, if you want to go first for this question too, but are you a coffee drinker? And if so, what's your go-to coffee of choice? For sure. So I am bougie. <laughs> I like it. And so let me just preface, like we could go down a rabbit trail with this topic, but I can't get away with having coffee every single day or it starts to give me a lot of GI issues. So um, I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail right now, but <laughs> I would say probably three to five times per week, depending on like how that's feeling for me. Um, but so my bougie coffee order is a nitro cold brew with sugar-free vanilla and cinnamon almond milk foam and they hate me every time I order oh, it. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my God. What I about you, Jamie? You get that. Um, I, then I guess I'm bougie as well because my order is pretty long too. So I, my original drink of choice is Starbucks green tea latte with coconut milk, but I was drinking that every single day and the macros were too high for every single day. So I got bougie and now I do a iced um, green tea latte with almond milk. I get one scoop of matcha with three pumps of sugar-free vanilla. And if I'm feeling feisty, I add a shot to it. Nice. You know mm -hmm. what? I have a long Starbucks order too, to the point where like, if I can't do mobile ordering, I don't even want to order it because I'm like, um, can I have this and this and this and this and this and make sure it has extra ice. So I'm with you guys there. And I appreciate it because typically every person I have on the show, they're like, oh, I just do black coffee. So I'm happy that we're spicing it up for this one for today. So cool. So let's start. I think it would be really fun if you guys are willing to do this and and 
can kind of go back and forth on this from like the coach versus client perspective. I think it'd be kind of fun to for Jamie first for you to walk through. You mentioned that you felt like you had the fitness thing down. You had found this passion of wanting to pursue sex coaching and in the back of your mind, something was missing with the nutrition piece. You talked about that was what led you to find Jillian and actually work with her. But I really appreciate that you highlighted that everyone tends to have a really big focus on just the fitness. And I know that of all the people that I work with that listen to this show, I come from the group fitness world from Boutique Fitness, and most of my clients they don't necessarily have a problem getting to the gym, but they're not seeing results. And they're saying it all the time. They're like, I'm working out this much. I'm not seeing the results. I'm doing this. I'm not seeing the results. It's usually because they are not doing what they should be doing when it comes to nutrition, especially specific to the style of workout that they're choosing to do. So I imagine that's what happened in your own life. And I'd love for you to kind of like walk us through some of the big things that you learned through working with Jillian also as a way to kind of highlight what her coaching is like and what are like the really big topics and pieces of information that you now 100% live by and are kind of like, I wish I had figured this out sooner. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there are so many. Okay. So <laughs> the big You want to give us like your top me- three. <laughs> okay. Top three. I had so many gut issues. I am somebody that just thought that bloating is normal. Wake up every day with bloating, no problems. Like I honestly thought it was a normal part of life. People talk about it. Like it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, had conversations with Jillian and she's like, yeah, no bloating is not normal. We need to go ahead and reverse that. So gut health is a big one. She, we cut out foods that were possibly affecting my GI. Like for instance, coffee, I no longer drink like that coffee, that acidic coffee, because I didn't realize it was messing with my stomach and it was my GI system was totally shot. So cheese was another one. I didn't realize cheese was like so bad for you or it was a bad for me. Obviously everybody's different, but, um, so I'd say GI, like her big focus is working on the GI and getting that under control before you can really do anything else. Uh, the second thing that I learned from her, which I never thought about was stress on the body. So if you're stressed, like, okay, going into the gym, and putting stress on your body is the same type of stress as running your kids around and being stressed out at work or being stressed out with your family, right? It piles on top of us. And if we have all this stress in our life, our cortisol levels are sky high and it's going to affect all these other body systems. And this could be a reason as to why your body isn't changing. So I learned that overtraining and under eating <laughs> is not the right approach, which I think society and culture have kind of ingrained in our heads that we need to overtrain, push as hard as we can, like four to five times a week and eat less. That's how you lose weight. It might work for a second, but it's not going to last in the long run. Um, I remember those- you just continuing to be surprised and I'm like, no, we're going to increase again. You're like, what? Really? (laughs) Yeah. She told, I started off by carbs. She's like, all right, we're going to do like 250 carbs. I think it's where I started. And I was like, what? 250 carbs? Like, excuse me? I mean, I trusted her and it worked, but it was, yeah, it was, it's crazy. Um, What was the other thing I was going to say? I'd say those are the two biggest ones. 
the stress and the gut health. Um, oh yeah. I remember she would say like, I was doing CrossFit at the time and I, I like high intensity. I like pushing hard. I like challenging myself. Um, do I always want to do that? No, but that's how I am. So she was like, all right, we need to decrease the stress. So maybe don't go as hard in your CrossFit workout today or tomorrow. And I'm like, no problem. You said it. I sure won't. So I'd yeah, I'd love to know. Ones. And Jillian, if you kind of want to start this part first, and then Jamie giving me the perspective from that client piece too. How how have you found, Jillian, that as a coach, you've been able to establish that trust for Jamie to be like, okay, if this is what you're encouraging me to do, I'm I'm going to try this method. Because I'm asking this question for twofold. Any Anybody who's a coach out there listening to this and you struggle with trying to encourage your clients to do something that is completely opposite of what they've, it's been drilled into them to do, right? And more so for the listener who is like, what this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I've been told. So I'm going to keep trying this. And they fight you on that. It is so hard as a coach to say to somebody, oh, we're actually going to increase your calories for X amount of time. And I might not even know how long that's going to be. We have to see what happens as we go. It's a very unsettling place for somebody to walk through and just blindly trust you through that journey. So for you as a coach, what does that look like when you're having those one-on-one conversations with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question because honestly, it's not an easy thing, right? But I found that the only way to get that, like, like you said, like just sort of that blind trust right from the jump is like inside of the conversation before I even start giving nutritional recommendations, I'm letting them know like, hey, this is usually what the process looks like when people come in. It's usually opposite of what people think they're going to get started doing. And as long as you know that and you have the awareness around that and you're okay with that, like, I know I can get you the result that you're looking to achieve, but you have to, like, these are the prerequisites for you to be able to earn the ability to achieve that result. And then I just follow that up with education. And that's something that like in coming together, we've spent a lot of time on um, building out, you know, a course where people kind of go through all these prerequisite like learnings on their own relative to like, this is why we're doing things the way we're doing and very few and far between can step into the coaching setting and then just go right into, you know, active pursuit of body fat loss, which is what most people want. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just starting that conversation right from the beginning, right from the start and just letting them know like, Hey, I'm not your quick fix coach. And if that's what you're looking for, like I can send you somewhere, but I'm not going to be that person. (laughs) So Yeah. Setting those expectations right from the get. And that's even something I've learned personally as I've evolved with my coaching is it's it's very hard for me to be willing to take on somebody who's like, I want to do this within 90 days. And this is exactly what I expect to see within 90 days. And I'm like, I don't have enough information based on your dieting history to confidently tell you that I can 100 percent support you in executing that plan. And I've just found that setting the expectation of being patient it can really wind up being such a factor in somebody's success, ultimately because of their ability to sustain these things long-term, instead of throwing everything but the kitchen sink at them in terms of change this, change that. I'm really big into kind of like stair-stepping and walking before we can run and all those sorts of analogies. So Jamie, to piggyback off of that, I'd love to know when you first got started with Jillian, were you in a place where you were like, I really want to see results right now? And if so, what 
changed for you in terms of being able to find that patience and lean into the process? Yeah. So obviously when you hire a nutrition coach, you feel like, okay, this is the person that's going to help me lose weight, lose body fat. So I remember having a conversation with her and she explained to me how maintenance work, how, how bringing your body to homeostasis and like get your body running like a machine first, uh, will change everything. So nobody had, had ever said anything like that to me. It made complete sense where I can't put you on a fat loss diet. If your body's all out of whack and your hormones are all out of whack and your body's not working properly to begin with. So let's start with that step one and let's get your body up and functioning regularly. Let's get your hormones regulated. Let's bring your cortisol levels down. Let's do, let's get your body functioning like a machine. And then we can go into this active pursuit of, of fat loss. So when she explained that to me, it was, it made so much sense. And like I said, no one had ever said that to me before. So I was on, I was on board after she sold me on that. And she told me how many cards I had to eat. And I was like, whoa, I mean, I trusted her, but <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the definition of a lot versus a little food. This is something that always comes up for me with my clients. And, and I caution them to really question in the beginning when I set people up and for the first week or so, I'm just telling them, take a food log, track your food. I'm not going to give you a lot of direction. I just want to see what your typical behavior is. And I'm sure you guys do something very similar to get a baseline of what is this person normally eating? And I think it's really difficult to kind of compete with some of the psychology that's associated with like your definition of a lot in air quotes of food versus a little food because it's so subjective, right? And we kind of have like different tools and tricks and ways that we can reframe that. But I'm curious where you guys think that comes from. Like, do you think that's something that you just perceive as a little kid? Is it something that as a female, it's just there's so much conversation around eating less to try to lose weight? I'd love to dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, I think um, I'll go first and then Jamie, whatever you want to add. It's like the way we've been conditioned all of our lives growing up really, you know, in societal expectations of women in general, you know, you look at like, there's been a huge evolution in the recent like year, two years maybe, where even like the models inside of like your favorite, um, like Lululemon, for example, right? Like they just added some plus size clothing and like things of that nature, like previously, all of our lives growing up, we were conditioned to like try to shrink ourselves as much as possible. Like if you weren't a size zero to four, like you're ugly, like <laughs> that's what we were led to believe. Um, and then on top of that is just also like coming from an athletic background, you're always told that you're going to perform better if you're smaller. Um, obviously there's some exception to that rule inside of like weightlifting and things of that nature. Um, I would agree there's some validity to that statement, but the problem was, you know, there was always like, like you mentioned with the client that wants to come in and achieve whatever amount of fat loss in 90 days. And it's like, well, first of all, that's going to wreck your body. And then you're not going to be able to perform well. <laughs> and second, like, I'm just not going to be the coach for that. But yeah, so I think it stems from society. And we really came out of that era of like fat free, everything, low calorie, everything, like only eat paleo only, you know, it's like the next new thing that everybody's <laughs> doing. So 
Yeah, I just to piggyback off of Jillian, I know from my own experience, that is something that always affected me because growing up, like I said, I'm tall, I'm a large, I'm a large girl. And I was always like, I was in a size 16 growing up. And even when I had, to, you know, toned my body, I was still a size 10. I was still and like she said, you're not perfect. You don't have the perfect body unless you're a size zero to four. So I was never, even when I was healthy in my own head, I wasn't because I wasn't a size six or a size four. Um, so yeah, that always messed with my head. And then I always felt there was always a new fad diet. I remember when the South beach diet was huge. I tried that. I did the paleo. I did all these like low carb diets and I just thought that's how you lose weight. You have to be on a diet. And it's I literally society. What? Yeah, I, I remember like you saying that just triggered a memory. Like in college, I legit went on the lean cuisine diet. I ate three lean cuisines a day and I got down to like a size four. Mind you, I'm similar to Jamie where like I'm five seven. Um, not petite, like even toned, like ripped Jillian stays between like a size six to eight. And that's considered like, you know, compared to like the way we've been conditioned, like that used to be thought of as like almost plus size, you know what I mean? Like in the insanity of that in itself, like you're talking, you're speaking directly to somebody's like genetics. It's like, (laughs) you're not born to be this big, like it's okay. (laughs) Right. And, you know, going off of old diets and memories of things that we tried there was one that I did for my um prom when I was like 17 or 18 like my senior year of high school and it's a book and it was called the 17 day diet I don't know if you guys have heard of this one or remember it at all it has a lot of elements that are like similar to South Beach and and it was kind of like a, a conglomeration of a bunch of different things And so if I looked back at it now, I should probably do this with all the knowledge that I've acquired since. I should go back through it and even try to calculate how many calories I was eating on a daily basis because most of it was like, it was all about like making sure that I had lemon water first thing in the morning, like hot water with lemon when I woke up and right before bed to curb my appetite. And then a lot of like Greek yogurt and all of my snacks were mostly like celery and carrots and, and things that I like to eat. And it worked, but I was miserable by the 17th day. Like I, and I couldn't keep it up at all. And, you know, it's like you guys said, we've just been conditioned to believe this, this certain thing. And it's like, I've even now since gone through another transition of all of the changes that we've had in the past year with like the stress from business changing and then personal life and, you know, dealing with such a different environment. I really put my own health on the back burner. And to Jamie's point about even when you were healthy at size 10 or whatever size it was, and you couldn't recognize that because you were constantly chasing some other goal. I look at photos of myself when I thought that I was my healthiest in the last four years. And now I'm like, I wish I recognized that like I should have been focusing on being stronger versus always trying to chase being lean. Um, So for both of you guys, how does that show up for you on a day-to-day basis in the decisions that you're making? Like fast forwarding to today, or even if you could go back and tell 16-year-old Jillian or 20-year-old Jamie or whatever, when you were trying all these different things, what would you want her to know? Um, it's funny you asked this question because I had just made a post about, I can't remember if it was earlier this week or towards the end of last week, like a letter to 21-year-old Jillian. Perfect. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like piggybacking off of what you said is if you just focus on like what you're capable of rather than trying to shrink yourself that like even at my absolute leanest, um, that was when I first started to transition to that mindset. It was like, you're always chasing this weight or this body fat percentage. And inside of that, you start to become impatient. And it's like only drastic measures will like, we've been conditioned to believe, right? Like you have to overhaul everything you currently do. And it's like, I can't tell you how much freedom there is and like letting go of that notion of having to only eat 1200 calories, 1600, 1800, whatever that looks like to an individual, like being in a nutritional deficit. A lot of people are still in that place at 1800 calories, like, and that's mind blowing to most people. Um, and more recently, I kind of put myself through reverse protocol, you know, trying to restore homeostatic balance and feel good again, because I, I know firsthand, like, that's a whole other rabbit trail, but your, your period is your, your report card as a female relative to your health. And mine was getting out of whack. So I'm like, okay, I need to focus on like rebuilding. So I did that for a while. And then coming out of that went into just a 300 calorie deficit cycling on and off of that. And like, it's continuing to, you know, I'm continuing to get leaner at a slower pace, but I'm like, I'll sustain this forever. And if I want to go back and compete, it'll be easy to, if I want to like, drop a quick five, you know, like you have to achieve that like metabolic flexibility before you earn, again, going back to like, you have to earn the ability to do that with your metabolism. But yeah, so how it shows up is just like, think of all the moments where you're so over consumed by like how many calories is in this food or like you're at a barbecue, like I can't eat that. Or like, you know, you go to a wedding and you're, uh, I'm going to pass on the cake. Like how many moments that you give things up that it's like, that you end up binging on later because of all the restriction and just being free of that. I think, I mean, your level of living, it just, you level up, <laughs> like you enjoy, you get to stay in the moment, not feel like you're missing out all the time. Yeah. You use the word freedom. I'd say that was the biggest thing. If you let go of all that, if I could tell my 16 year old stuff, like let go, it does not matter. You're perfect the way that you are. I've learned that now, but I just feel so much more free. And the me today is way more focused on my health and getting my GI like healthy and my hormones healthy. I mean, obviously if I have like a vacation coming up or if I have something big coming up, that's when I focus on like, okay, let's go into this body fat loss. Let's look at more physique. But then I come out of that pretty quickly out, you know, after that's over and let's go back to the health because that's really what it's all about being healthy and not having to restrict myself. That's all I focused on. Like that was my life. I was so, my body image was on my mind 24 seven. I didn't think I was worthy. I thought people were looking at me. I didn't think I could, I didn't think I could have anything. So now that I'm more focused on just being healthy and feeling good, the real me, I feel like is showing up. It's the confidence. It's that's that and I think that's the message that we're trying to get get across to women that it's not about that so. yeah I mean in the what 30 minutes that we've been talking so far we have barely mentioned the scale right like we're talking about other markers of your health you know Jillian just touched on your period and how valuable of a piece of information that is in terms of your biology and and Jamie talking about I'm sure this is something that is now coming up for you having 
taking the time to dive a little more into the nutrition, like understanding libido, sex drive, all of those being as indicators of being healthy versus just focusing in on your body image. So I'd like to kind of use this part of the conversation to talk about your Jamie, the sex coaching piece of everything, and when you guys decided to bring this all together. So what got you into that if it was before you working with Jillian? Kind of tell walk us through the timeline on that. Sure. So I actually started sex coaching in 2013. So oh, I wow, was, you've been doing it for a I, while. Yeah. I was cool. in nursing school, graduated from nursing school. I started with a company called Pure Romance. Um, I don't know if, but it's like an in-home party company for women. So I started with Pure Romance and I literally just started doing it because I liked the products and I thought, well, this would be fun. I was like shy. I was everyone. When I told people I was selling Pure Romance, they're like, you like, how are you going to do that? <laughs> like, you can't even like say the word sex. How are you going to do it? I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, so I did. And I didn't realize how much education that Puromance actually gave to their consultants. So I was very intrigued and I started reading more on how I can do these parties. So my parties were very like education. I would stand up in front of these women and I would teach them about their bodies. I would teach them about their sex drive, their libido, like all the things. And after the party, I found that women were like thanking me or opening up to me. And I was being a voice for them to at least have somebody to talk to about them, why they don't have this sex drive. And as I learned more, this is right after nursing school, mind you, I'm thinking to myself, why don't they teach us in school? Like, why didn't they teach us like serious anatomy or teach us about libido or teach us about our pelvic floor? Like they don't teach you anything like that in, in nursing school. I had to learn this all on my own. So, I mean, long story short, I ended up not, I graduated from nursing school, but I didn't pursue the nursing because I fell into this field of fitness and helping women. I knew I, I got into nursing because I wanted to help people going into fitness and helping women feel good about themselves with weight loss. And then also in this avenue of just teaching women how to love themselves and helping their sex life and helping their relationships. Right. Cause that's a huge part of our lives. I, I, I did that. So yeah, I'm now I am, what is this? Like seven, eight years later, yeah. I've, my sex coaching business has definitely evolved. I call myself a sex and love architect now because why not? It's just a fun name. I like that. And That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I, I still do pure romance. I still love the products, but I'm more focused on like this, uh, sexual wellness aspect of my business. And then so how Jillian and I came together, I think we just had these, this conversation and she was like, yeah, I feel like what I'm doing, I'm missing that part. Like I want that part. I mean, Jillian can probably explain it better. And I was like, well, yeah, let's like do a podcast and let's like talk about all the things. <laughs> and then we still have yet to do the podcast, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. You guys are, yeah. Then talk to me about, you know, so just for clarity, like did the the concept around love yourself naked and that being the theme of your coaching come out of the two of you linking up together or Jillian, was that mission of yours something that you were already working on and maybe you just kind of named it that once Jamie came into the fold? So I... I came up with like, and with Jason's help, like of course, shout out to Jason Phillips because he helps us with everything. But um, 
I came up with his help with break to build coaching and it being like break, believe, build, become. And that it doesn't matter if it's relative to nutrition, fitness, sexual wellness. Like we really need to break, um, you know, whatever isn't serving us relative to our desires inside of like each of those like containers per se. And then you can instill like the believe, right? Like creating new belief system around those things so that you can see the change. And then comes the building portion where it's actual like actual steps and strategy to get people to finally become in this like you know future version of self and part of that like jamie said i felt like i was missing was the sexual wellness side of things um that's something that like i felt like we wanted to uh, she, so she came to me with the love yourself naked name and I was like, okay, let's call it the love yourself naked project because then it sort of encompasses this idea of like, it's people don't want to sign up for a process. Right. But like we, at the same time, have the understanding that you can't like overnight reverse, like where you are today relative to where you want to be. Um, uh, if that makes sense. And then just a side, like separate note from that, like it was putting this all in one place. Like if I wanted help with any of these three things previously, I always found I had to outreach to like this person, that person, Mm -hmm. therapist, coach, whatever. And um, so just bringing that all in one, I thought was super valuable. And that um, there's so much um, Jamie covers inside of her sexual wellness avenue. That's like, we've all experienced some level of trauma in our life, whether it's just how we've been conditioned through society, potentially like physically abused, sexually abused, mentally abused, whatever that might look like. And so she is able to deep dive on some of those topics and like really help people through some like real life stuff, you know? So um, statistically speaking, well, last time I checked, it was like one in four women experienced that. Um, And that's like of women that have reported those things, right? So like disclaimer, we're not like, you know, PhD in therapy or whatever, but like, we've been able to help people turn around in that area, um, working on things together. So it's been really cool to see that unfold. And did you guys ever expect that, you know, going back to your initial story, Jillian, of, of getting into this for the sake of self-education, that it would would evolve into everything you just shared in terms of helping someone in that capacity? No, it's really wild. Like I said, like I actually went to school originally, um, pre-med, I also wanted to help people quickly realize I was going to have a hard time in that environment because it's like not much happy, right? Like it's amazing. Like the doctors are able to help save lives and all of that. But like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I I want more than that, like something more fulfilling than that. So um, then I switched to business minor in psychology and like, I had no, I, I thought like I would help people in some way, like I don't know, mental wellness or something, but yeah, no intent. So it is, it's crazy to think back um, on all of that. And I'm sure Jamie feels the same, like having become a nurse to like step away and do this. Like, I think it's cool. I think it's amazing. I agree. (laughs) Do you guys, so from here, let's kind of walk through if somebody wanted to work with you and, and go through the Love Yourself Naked project, what are kind of like, give me some of the big rocks of what different topics you'll tackle with them. Ooh. You want to go? You want oh, to go? we tackle, we tackle all the things. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk, you want to talk about what you do and then I can talk about what yeah, I do. Yeah. Why don't you guys kind of show us like the walk us through like how you have it organized too, in terms of 
whose subject matter focus is how you lead those conversations and what somebody could get from that experience. Cause I always find it interesting to, to learn how people collaborate within a team that way. Yeah, for sure. So we, um, like I mentioned earlier, we kind of came up with like 12 courses of like everything Jamie's learned through time. She has her side of things and then everything like at least at a surface level, right? Because even doing like a segment on something like you're really just starting to scratch the surface. So we tried to, do as much like um broad spectrum topic as we could but starting off like with the basics because that's the biggest thing people always want to get started and jump right into like this new sexy plan but like they don't realize that just doing the basics is actually going to get them you know moving in the right direction at least so coming in we assign them um essentially like the courses right and it walks them through like step by step how to get started with us so kind of similar to what you mentioned earlier, you know, there is some type of tracking involved. We have to have some understanding of calorie balance. And with that, the result that we will take and deliver is first we'll sort of like optimize, you know, what's happening with hormones so that we can um, get, regain that homeostatic balance and achieve the ability, like give our bodies the ability to create the fat loss that they desire. And then once they're in this place, we can like kind of accelerate that process if that's their desire. You know, I always like disclaimer, I can't promise your timeline, but I can promise your result. Um, so that's what I work through with people on that side of things is, yeah. So essentially like optimize hormones, make sure based on all like I call them like your check engine lights, right? Like your biofeedback, like what is your body telling us? Is it ready to go into active pursuit of fat loss? And then um, just stay in tune with that through the process. So we have 12 modules on that. Outside of that, you know, any any nutritional questions or help that they have or um, would want to get from me, I make myself available um, using WhatsApp. I know that's like super common. And then we do weekly group calls with all the girls where we get on and like Jamie and I tag team that we kind of like deep dive different topics. Sometimes we get a lot of similar questions from the girls. So we might take, um, you know, one week to cover calorie balance and like, where are your numbers coming from? How, like Jillian, how the hell are you assigning me these numbers? This is way too high. Right. <laughs> so like, that's one example. Sometimes it's specific to sexual wellness. Sometimes like this week, Jamie gave them a Google doc or a, what do you call it? Google uh, form. Yeah, Google form um, to fill out just for like random Q and A. Um, so we'll have like a mini teaching followed by that. So it's really just to like serve whatever their needs are. Um, and then in addition to that, we do bi-monthly meetups where it's actually like coming together. You know, it's cool to watch because a lot of these women have similar issues in their lives, and like just knowing that they're not alone in that, like. I feel like some of that blind trust that continues to show up comes from those meetups um, because it's like they're having vulnerable conversations with us, you know, um, and being able to like help them with some strategy coming out of that is pretty cool. So those look different each time too. And then, yeah, Jamie, what do you want to say about your side of things? Yeah. So my, I'm very like sexual wellness, sexuality and mindset, self-love all the things that's what you'll basically find inside of my modules. So, and I follow this break to build, like Jillian said before this four phase model. So in phase one, we really break down why women feel the way that they do. So whether they're feeling like they don't feel they lost their sexuality, maybe a little bit, maybe their libido is low. Like, well, let's look at why and let's break down how society and culture has 
ingrained these ideas into our head. So for example, we go through life with getting these little subliminal messages about our sexuality, whether it be, um, you know, if you dress a certain way, you are called a whore in school, right? So all these little subliminal messages kind of dumb down our sexuality. Uh, maybe these media images, again, that we see about our body image, about our body image. Um, there's medical messages out there that say, like, I remember being in school in health class and we had like two days of sex ed and it was one day of showing us graphic images of STDs and like have sex and you'll get pregnant. You don't want to do that at the age of 18. So like, what did I learn from that experience was, okay, sex is bad. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, be scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be scared. So my, all these little things like dumb down our sexuality, dumb down, like how we see, we talk about sex. That's why it's so taboo. So we break all that down. Why do you feel, why are you feeling the way that you're feeling? And then we kind of, I just kind of build you back up. So I have a course on like emotions and accepting your emotions. If you feel sad, you deserve to feel sad. If you, your emotion and everything that you're feeling is valid. So let's work from there. Uh, we, I have a course where I just talk about education. Like, let me educate you on your pelvic floor. Let me talk about why your pelvic floor is so important. Let me tell you why you should be doing Kegels or why you shouldn't be doing Kegels because there's a difference. Um, I have a, a, a course on, we talk about menopause, we talk about hormones, we talk about periods, like we talk about all the things and it's just so much fun. And as they go through these modules, the questions come up and that's very where myself and Jillian come in where, okay, now let's deep dive and talk about you personally and see where we can, you know, fix, not necessarily fix, but work on what's, what's going on. One of my favorite additions to like one of the things Jamie mentioned is, is so maybe Krista, what's the most random thing or funny thing you remember from sex ed? And like, for me, it was like, I learned how to put a condom on a banana. Like yeah, how- Yeah, totally did that. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever, I get it. Like prevention of pregnancy, right? But going back to what Jamie said is like, you're going to hell if you get pregnant. Like. <laughs> It's so crazy. And like how no wonder our, our brains as women are jumbled. No wonder, wonder we might suffer some from some low sex drive is because we don't really have good sex education out there. Yeah. And I even think just to go back to this like health class environment too, it's such a missed opportunity for even talking about nutrition, right? Because if we bring it all back to what we were discussing initially around like body image and this idea that like we should eat less and you go, we could go into a whole conversation about like the food pyramid that we learned and how backwards that is. But it's just like, I feel like there's such a missed opportunity for young women and and boys and men too like in school that these conversations could be had in a better way so that you're not finding yourself in this situation where by age 20 22 25 30 40 I don't care how old you are that you're in a place where you've tried a million different diets you're not happy with how you look and then that's transitioning into everything else and it's just like you already don't feel comfortable in the first place and and you weren't taught how to feel comfortable about those things to, you know, steal your words of, of things being seen taboo, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. So Nobody Jillian, to talk about it. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Jillian, I'd love to know from your perspective of now bringing Jamie into the fold and adding more of these topics as a part of like the fundamentals of the work that you're doing with your clients. What kind of changes, two part question, what kind of changes have you seen in terms of your coaching, whether that's your approach to coaching um, or the results that women are seeing? And I don't know if you've had any clients that have been with you prior to introducing this coursework who have now kind of like done both, but I'd love that perspective on how, how it's made you a different coach and, and then as a result, what kinds of changes are you seeing with the women that you work with because you're bringing all of this together? Yeah, so I think like, I don't think it's anyone's fault, but you know, when I was primarily personal training, like nutrition coaching on the side to like over rotate on the fitness aspect. And then I'm like, well, this nutrition really interests me. Like I understand how much it influences what's happening with the body and you know, the physiology. So then you start to over rotate on that. And I think like, it's just a huge missed, hugely missed opportunity, right? Because you don't realize like how much like your hormonal status and everything impacts the functionality of your neurotransmitter signaling. So like, and then how food impacts that. So like you mentioned like way earlier in the episode, like it's all interconnected. And like, again, it's just a huge missed opportunity if we're not addressing all three. So I know for me approaching certain conversations that like Jamie stepped in and like she has no problem talking or speaking to, for me traditionally was like uncomfortable, right? Like I didn't wanna ask people these types of questions. I felt like I was maybe like overstepping boundaries or whatever. And um, I'll preface by stating that we don't ever force people into these conversations. Like we want people to be comfortable and feel confident and good about what they're doing with us. Um, So we would never force anybody (laughs) into an uncomfortable situation, but uh, they, so that's what the beauty is about having the courses. They go do those on their own. Then they get to come to us with what questions they have. And so it kind of like, um, plants the seed so we can start to step into that conversation and, um, you know, we've seen women in the program go from like pretty much losing all levels of intimacy with their husband or partner to like, now they have a flourishing relationship again. And like, they're having a lot of fun with it. If you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it's That's helped. what we like to hear. I just signify that as success, right? <laughs> yeah. Like everybody wants to feel good. You know, everybody wants to feel sexy. Everybody wants to feel like desired and wanted. And like, it's this whole piece that again, is just like taboo to talk about in our society and they i do feel like they all feed off of each other so all aspects are necessary to create like a you know very well-rounded um like relative to like overall healthy individual but like yeah it's allowed us to step into those conversations so it's it's really cool it's really cool to watch it unfold and what do you guys think are some of you know jamie you mentioned this in in the big things that you've learned from Jillian and you talked about digestion and and GI and just assuming that certain, I don't know, like uh, symptoms, right, that you experience on a daily basis, they're just normal. So you wouldn't have even categorized them as symptoms before. When it comes to women's wellness and sex health and hormones, what do you guys think are some of the things that a lot of women just kind of accept as like, well, oh, oh no, that's just normal. And they don't necessarily recognize that that's not the way they should be living. So there's a few when it comes to sexual health, I would say like I've talked to several women who are having painful sex and just going with the flow. And that's not, that's not okay. That's not normal. There's several different things that can be done to help with that. Um, 
so that's a big one. I would say low libido. A lot of women, I think they are just, maybe they've been in a relationship for a long time and they just think, eh, I'm just kind of going with the flow here. And it's just, it's just how it is when it gets to be this point. And that's also not the fact. Uh, I mean, we could talk about foreplay and go into foreplay and there's different types of foreplay too. And everyone's trying to compare themselves to like, you know, a relationship when you're, you just met and it's like spicy and good when that's, that doesn't last forever. And there's things that we can talk about in there. So I would say those are the two big ones that I, that I see as far as like, yeah, painful sex and then libido. And Jillian, what do you think of that from more of like maybe the nutrition standpoint or things yeah. that need to change through nutrition? For sure. So I think it goes back to like identifying if there is a true like GI issue that needs to be addressed and then like what part of the GI needs to be addressed, right? Because people think like they think of GI issues and they just think of like stomach cramping or upset stomach. They don't realize that it's this whole system that works together and that at different like checkpoints inside of that system, there's different things that can be implemented to address, you know, if that's specifically where the problem area is. Or if it's not, then we might be implementing the inappropriate protocol. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's definitely some parallels to like what works well for overall gut health. Um, some people need elimination diet, some people don't, but I can like pretty much look at an individual and just based on like their skin, their complexion, like under their eyes, be able to identify like if they're having um, significant gut issues or not. And it's it shows like people that aren't aware of it probably have no idea, like, you know, like, to their naked eye or whatever but after doing this for so long like you can instantly identify that in people and then you start asking the questions and they're like oh no like i have a regular bathroom movement every day you know and then like you get into coaching with them and they're like well actually i go like maybe once every three days or like when i do go it's diarrhea every time like again taboo things that people don't want to talk about and then the other thing i would say is just like really terrible periods or inconsistent periods or like um you know like i have this one girl that i'm working with currently and she'll go sometimes three months without a period it used to be like it was over a year so progress right but like yeah. that's not normal like you should have a period and the whole concept of like that's a whole other rabbit trail like a pill bleed versus an actual like period bleed um again not here to like tell anybody what to do with their lives or not a doctor but um you shouldn't have painful periods and they shouldn't like take you down the entire week that you're menstruating like that's not how your life should be ever <laughs> so yeah and I think just even having conversations like this and us trying to set the precedent that it's okay to talk about all of this and and you should feel comfortable talking to somebody about this stuff and if you don't feel like you have anyone in your corner that you can whether it's you know your girlfriends family member whatever you got three people right here just from having this conversation and I want to use that as a segue into what we're working on together and using this episode as an announcement for because we're very excited for a little upcoming three-day challenge that we're doing that I think we agreed on the official name. It's a how-to challenge, but specifically targeted towards summer. So we asked everybody, what are some of your big challenges during summertime? And the biggest ones that came up were usually travel-related or alcohol you got your parties day drinking all that kind of stuff so 
we're coming together to do a little three-day event and it's going to be drink in parentheses or eat your way lean for the summer and we've got all different topics that we're going to explore inside of that so I figured before we wrap all this up and move into our lightning round maybe we can talk a little bit about like each of the three days and really high level what we're going to kind of dive into like one of them being um your bathing suit and feeling comfortable at the pool. I think that's very relevant to everything we've talked about so far. So I don't know if one of you guys wants to take one of them. Sure. Yeah. So day one, we'll dive into, um, basically people think you have to give away all of your extra free time in order to start working towards your desired result, like your body goal. And with that being said, they think that their body goal is like completely unattainable and out of reach. Like First of all, wrong. Second, wrong. <laughs> so we're going to highlight just a lot of, um, we're going to focus around like three main topics and like just different life hacks where you can start implementing immediately. Um, and this should begin to produce some result for you. Of course, like once you get to a certain place, you're going to need more specificity around what you're doing. That goes for anything in life. Um, but yeah, some like quick how to's on how to start making the changes, implement the changes without it like overruling your already hectic, busy, you know, summer fun schedule. So that'll be day one. Um, Jamie, you wanted popcorn day two? <laughs> day two, I don't know about you, but I get super like, uh, maybe a little bit anxiety when I have to go shopping for a bathing suit, like no oh, yeah. matter what been like that my whole life so we are on day two going to talk about how to pick your uh, a bathing suit for your body like your body figure your body style so that'll be a fun one I'm really looking forward to day two I think that'll kind of lower the anxiety a little bit because you'll know exactly what to uh, search for yeah, I'm excited for that too, because even I was thinking about that when we were brainstorming on this the other day, and I had a moment last weekend with it being 4th of July, and I really haven't just worn a bathing suit yet for the summer, and I'm not at the leanest that I want to be, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear like a bathing suit that's more of a one piece, like I'll feel more comfortable in this, and honestly, you guys, I actually tried on like three one pieces, and I felt so much better in my bikini when I like went through the whole process of trying on a bunch of different things. And it just made me feel so much better and also helped me recognize that I have this bias towards assuming, oh, I'm not at my leanest. So that's not what I'm going to be the most comfortable in. And I think we'll do a little bit more of a dive into those types of rules and kind of beliefs that we hold on to and how we can break some of those things down which is awesome. And then for the last day, I'll jump in with that one. We're going to get right into the heart of how do you manage these parties and barbecues and opportunities with lots of different food and lots of different alcohol and feel like you can still have fun. And to go back to one of our initial points of this conversation, live with that freedom that Jamie was talking about and not feeling so restricted. And I think even Jillian, something you just shared about busy lifestyle, I think we can all agree that we really want people to have the takeaway that summer isn't the time to just completely ditch any goals that you have. Because if you can't get started right now, I'm going to be that harsh person here who's going to say, you're just not going to get started. Like we got to throw away those excuses, right? I, I literally like you're not harsh yes. because my post today I was like option or um, in 90 days option A I'll be turning my dreams into goals and making progress or something like that and then option B was like 
still contemplating when's a good time to get started with clown emoji next to it. Yeah. Right? No, but seriously, it's like we got to say something. I did a post about this a couple weeks ago and it was like me holding ice cream. And I just, it pains me when people have this mindset that it's just, it's too complicated to start right now. And this comes up often too when I'm working with people who, if they travel for work, I know that hasn't been as common necessarily in the past year, but even in the last couple of months, people have started traveling again and they always have this tendency to want to wait to start coaching. And I would challenge anybody out there who's listening to this to say, when you're busiest, this is the best time to lean into this because you are getting that built-in accountability that you're probably lacking in order to get you to your goals. So hopefully this three-day challenge, it's a free challenge that we invite everybody listening to this to jump into, might be a good little segue for you to do that. If you're not comfortable, if you're not ready to make that leap, what we're all hoping is to just equip you guys with the knowledge that you can then take that step forward to, as Jillian pointed out, get the next level level of specificity to be able to up level your entire life and be the badass female that we know you are and we just want to pull out of all of you guys yeah and to your point just like one more little piggyback there is like if you pull out the calendar we pretty much go from like summer season to like barbecue you know like wedding grad party like insert all the things right to like halloween thanksgiving christmas new year's right so like you have this very small window that maybe doesn't have like, is there's probably some birthdays or so anniversaries true. or something in there. So again, like Krista said, like there is no good time. There's no perfect time. So like, if you're, if you're going to say you'll get started later, like you're only lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah. True. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate all the truth bombs guys. So <laughs> let's wrap it up with a fun little lightning round. Um, just whatever come, pops into my head is, is what I'm going to throw out there. So I think we'll keep it to like women's health, self-care, all that good stuff. So first, what is your guys' favorite self-care activity? Hmm. I, I like sitting in my hot tub, but I also like going to get my nails done. I'd say nails those are my two big definitely ones. Definitely mine too. What about you, yeah. Jillian? Um, I think like honestly my investment in coaching like I look at that as self-care more than anything else because without that like I just I know I'll work but I'm not going to work at the level that I will if I know I'm reporting to somebody so I feel like I know myself and that's how I take care of myself is by like I always have like two three sometimes four coaches depending on like if I'm trying to compete in something physically or not but um that and then of course like I love the Manny petty like getting my hair done you know I always those are my staples I guess I would say for actual like activity I love all of those what do you guys think is if you could take one I asked this to um another nutrition coach that I also was connected to through NCI um if there was like one thing that you could just completely get rid of from the fitness industry, like this belief or like a type of diet or something that if you could just snap your fingers and change it tomorrow and it just not be a thing anymore, what would it be? Is it rude if I say Jillian Michaels? <laughs> You're being honest. It's to say what you want to say. She just comes up with the most ridiculous things sometimes. And I just, you know, have an aversion because of like her time spent on the biggest loser. And really that's where the bad taste in my mouth comes from for her. Um, 
I, I guess that's like it is rude. I shouldn't name drop like that. So I apologize if she happens to listen to this. But um, we all know that drastic type of weight loss without sustainability built into the process is only setting people up for failure and or like overreaching when they come off of that diet ending up larger than they were to begin with. And like these are people that really needed like real help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that bothers me. <laughs> so that's my answer. Sorry. <laughs> Negative, Nancy. I asked the negative question. So what do you got, Jamie? I would say eating less is not the answer. I think that's the biggest thing that I see and that, no, you can, you're allowed to eat more. You're allowed to eat over a thousand calories. Uh, yeah. Don't stop with the, stop with the belief that you should be eating less in order to lose weight. And I think with both of your responses, what comes with that is like, there's not enough of a highlight on the sustainability piece, right? In terms of like, let's check in with people who found what works for them three years ago and is it still working, right? Those are the people that I think we have a responsibility to highlight more and bring to the forefront um, to just really show that that piece of the process needs to be like the ultimate check-in point, if if that makes sense. Mm, I think absolutely. that's really and I think I, another one would be stop stepping on the scale. Focus more on how you're feeling. Like, do you feel fatigued during the day? Do you feel good? Does your stomach feel good? Is there no bloating? Focus more on your health and not so much the scale. That's like the exact approach that we took with one of our girls. We're going to um, have her in and do a talk like this inside of our Facebook group, our private community. But she did lose 25 pounds in about three months, but like we increased her calories throughout that time. And of course, like not everybody is going to step in and have that type of response to increase right. in, in their calorie balance. But she was one of those lucky people. And like that being said, that will level off. Our goal is to help make sure that like she doesn't hit a plateau, right? Like we know that type of weight loss is not sustainable. Like it's not going to keep coming off that way, but it's amazing when it can happen if it's done in a sustainable way. Mm -hmm. And I think that also draws in the point that there's not necessarily enough conversation around understanding that maintenance is just as hard as fat loss. It really and, is. And because you have to practice it, right? You have to know how to do it. So many of the women that I'm working with recently, like, have either been working with them for a while or they're coming to me with a more advanced uh, knowledge of nutrition and we are able to jump into a little bit more of an advanced protocol in terms of like our approach with calorie cycling or whatever different method you want to choose. Honestly, that doesn't really matter. It's finding what works for them. And I just like... It's exciting to to see that they have put in the discipline and the work to earn the right to learn how to do that the right way. I think you even used that same expression earlier, Jillian, when we were talking about going into that fat loss phase. And that's something I totally align with. And, and I know that's why we always jive so well with going back and forth on our social media posts and all that stuff. I just love the message that you guys are spreading. For sure. Yeah, we love yours too. Um, I forgot what I was going to say about that. Oh, like obviously somebody stepping into like your, your dieting history, your training age, all of those things are super relevant, right? Like, like you said, if you get somebody that's kind of been around and gaining this understanding and learning this sustainable process and how to build that into their lifestyle, like you can begin to implement 
those advanced protocols, but they're probably still not going to yield that type of drastic weight loss because of the person's right. training age and dieting history and all of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you shouldn't be able to like lose 25 pounds in three months for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> you know, um, so that's also very relevant when people see something and they're like, well, I'm doing this. Why isn't it happening? Why isn't the same thing happening for me? That's some, that's a topic that needs to be addressed too. Yeah, I think we should, you know, put that one in our back pocket for another podcast episode because I feel like we could have a great conversation on that specifically. That comes up for me with a lot of the people that I work with literally all the time, especially when they're in the group fitness environment and the comparison is literally right next to you. And it's always an opportunity to say to the person like, hey, you only saw that person for one hour today. We don't know what all the other stuff is that's going on in their life, how they're handling certain things, what their stress level is, what their job is like compared to yours, let alone their dieting history and all that too. Right. Yeah. One thousand percent. I'm down for that. (laughs) What is your guys's as CrossFitters? What is your guys's favorite workout movement? Like whether that's, it doesn't have to be signature CrossFit lift, but if you want it to be. That's hard for me. Cause like, that's what I love about CrossFit is. I feel like you're very versatile too, even when, in what I see you post. Yeah. So I would say like, I really love working on the gymnastics because I'm not somebody that you would look at on the street and think like, oh, she could rip off some muscle ups or she could just kick up and walk on her hands. And like, definitely I think that's pretty cool that I, earned my ability to do that and like kind of been able to hang on to it. Um, but I do that being said, like, I love the barbell so much. The barbell is my therapy. <laughs> yeah, Me too. I agree with that. I'm big on the powerlifting moves. I'm all about like power and, but I like the clean as well. So anything with the barbell. What do you guys think is the biggest, um, learning lesson you've had from CrossFit now that it's been a part of your lives for several years? For me, it's just like focusing on pacing, right? So going back to like sustainability inside of a workout shows up the same way sustainability inside of building a business or inside of building an appropriate nutrition plan. It's this mindset, right? Like I was always this person growing up, like I tried just about every sport and would quit if I wasn't one of the best by the end of the first season, because it just pissed me off. I was like, I, I need to be good at this or I'm like, I'm done with it, right? So that was that was the biggest thing for me as a CrossFitter. Like it helped me rid myself of that mentality. Don't get me wrong. I still have those moments where I'm like, I just want to say F it. But um, yeah, it's that, that really like, it was a huge switch for me um, because you can't go into every workout and sprint. Like you're not going to last, right. You're just going to fall apart. So I think, like I said, it spills over into everything else that I do. Of course, everything's for time. So like, yeah. <laughs> even driving, you know, <laughs> that's what I got. I would say the biggest thing for me is it taught me how much my body is capable of doing. Because like I said, I was never the girl that was like into sports and, and I could never do all that when I was younger. So that's also why I love doing like CrossFit type competitions because it puts you in this, it really makes you realize how much your body is capable of. And that to me is just astounding and amazing. So it makes me love my body more. Uh, And like what Jillian said, I think mindset too is I also like pushing myself. I love seeing how much my body can do and it carries over into other parts of my life. My self-confidence went up way like a lot after I started doing CrossFit. 
Well, I love all that. I'm inspired by both of you guys from this conversation, from everything I see you doing on social media regularly. So happy to have had the time to just sit down and focus on this conversation for well over an hour. That's something I love about podcasting. And when you guys start your podcast, I think you'll grow an appreciation for like, so it's very rare that we're able to just like focus on one thing for a good hour straight with no other distractions and get so much out of it. So if you guys got value from this conversation, we would love to have you join us in our challenge, which is coming up. And I will link all of the details for it down in the show notes. Before we do that, I do want you guys to drop all of your social media so we can know exactly where to find you. And again, that'll be linked too. But if you have questions for any of us in terms of how you can get signed up, how you can get started, all those details will be there and we can answer any of those questions directly. Just reach out to us. So Jillian, give us your shameless plug in terms of where we can connect with you on Instagram and all that stuff. And then Jamie will have you do the same. Um, so it's my first name, Jillian Lee, L-E-I-G-H, it's spelled funny, underscore nutrition. That's my Instagram handle. Um, if you want to find me on Facebook, it's Jillian Lee Smith. I'm going with the full name <laughs> status. And then our, um, our private Facebook group is Diet Secrets for Women. Obviously, we're not huge advocates of like just the dieting mentality, but that's kind of like you know, we get a, we get you in under the belief that you think that's what you need. And then we actually give you what you truly need um, inside of that group. So. And I am Jamie Brewis on Facebook. So Jamie is spelled with two eyes. Everyone gets it wrong. J-A-I-M-I-E last name Brewis, B-R-E-W-I-S on Instagram. I am Jamie Joanne underscore. So you just can't, you got to remember those two eyes in the Jamie. I know I had to, I've had to double check anytime I email or, or look you up too, because I'm like, wait, I think there's an extra I, (laughs) but I I have an appreciation for name spelling since people usually spell my name wrong. I got the K (laughs) sometimes it's a CH, the I, I have a Y, so I can, I resonate with you on that. But ladies, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. First of many great conversations that we're going to be having. For everybody who listened today, again, jump into the show notes, grab all the details for signing up for this challenge on your how-to for drinking and eating your way lean through the rest of the summer. We know that you guys can get some really great takeaways from it. We're also going to have a few cool prizes up for grabs. So be sure to look at our Instagram pages for more details on all of that stuff. This has been another awesome episode of The Fix. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And from wherever you're listening, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, guys.